0: Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for our many blessings. Thank you for the blessing of service, serving the people of the great state of South Carolina. Grant us wisdom, understanding, and patience to make prudent decisions. Forgive our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank all of you for being here with us this morning. and We have four items on our agenda. We'll hopefully be in and out so you all can go about your business, okay? First item on the um, docket is 4905 Board of Funeral Services um, staff report.
1: Uh, This is from the Board of Funeral Services and LLR, and if you all recall, a couple weeks ago we took this regulation up and heard full testimony on it, Um, but there was a lingering question which has since been answered. we just need to ask that the... um, the LLR withdraw and submit to change that word should in subsection 3 to shall
0: no discussion they've done that right
1: not yet we'll still have to ask
0: okay that's right because we withdrew it the last time Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: Well, I mean, how do we do, it? What, when you withdraw and resubmit, that means
1: it
0: goes
2: through the full committee and it'll be in there? Mm-hmm. I kind of expected it to be in there this morning.
1: We never made that motion. <clears throat> we, uh, we still had ju- some questions, yeah. so we wanted to wait. Thought, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we never did anything with this. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we're asking them now to go back, change the word, and then resubmit it. Perfect. Okay. Everybody good with that?
2: they'll do that, I'll make a motion that we adopt.
0: Second. It's so been moved and that we adopt. Um, document 4905 with the, with the changes coming. Any discussion? Ready for the question? Yes, sir. All in favor, let it be known by saying aye. Aye. Opposers? Ayes have it, so be it. Thank you,
2: Katie.
0: Next item, um, uh, 4934 State Board of Financial Institution, staff reported. Uh, we have a few people to speak on.
1: This is a very simple one. I don't want to steal their thunder, but <laughs> <laughs> this has to do with check cashing facilities, and the uh, State Board of Financial Institutions is asking to make the amendment that we change the due date for licensure from uh, August 31st to December 31st. That's it. That's it.
0: Why Why did that change? Why does that change? Yeah.
3: Good morning. How are you doing Good today, morning. sir? Good morning. All right, it's a simple change. What's your, what, sure. you? My name is Ron Bodvik. I'm the Commissioner okay. of Consumer gotcha. Finance. So
0: we have you here to speak, right?
3: Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll give you a little <laughs> <laughs> introduction of kind of what we do. Uh, we're the Board of Financial Institutions Consumer Finance Division. We regulate non-depository institutions, uh, people like your supervised consumer finance lenders, your mortgage lenders, deferred presentment, and check cashing. Uh, so what we're looking here to do today is simply change the existing reg- an existing regulation out there that has the renewals due date as 9-1, September 1st. We're just simply looking to change that until December 31st for the renewals. Uh, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to get all of our due dates in line so our money comes in at the same time. So we're, we're trying to get our supervisor. Our mortgage is already 12-31. Our supervisors is 12-31. We just want to get all of our renewal fees in at the same time. So that's simple change today. Is what we're looking okay. to do
0: you know, yes, sir.
2: Go ahead. Relative to what we were trying to do on standardizing all the stuff, you know, that we, we've been working on—is this in keeping with that? Uh, and I know you. This is kind of internal politics sorry, sorry. here. Uh,
1: <laughs> <clears throat> this, to, uh, this to me looks like it'll be just more consistent. Instead of having different dates for everything, it's just going to be December thirty-first rather than. That's correct. Yes, ma'am. All
2: right. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Any other discussions?
0: No, sir. Call for the question. i mean, ready to vote. Sorry. Ready. Can we entertain Can we a motion. motion? Yes, yes, sir. I'll make a motion
2: that we adopt the reg as amended.
0: Second. Move the second. Document 4934. <coughs> um, move forward to full committee. Ready to vote. All in favor? Aye. Saying aye. 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 Thank you very much. Um, Next item, document 4876, Secretary of State electronic transmissions. And we have someone to speak, Melissa, once we make our presentation.
1: Sure, this is from the Secretary of State, and it looks like they're bringing us into the modern era by allowing for electronic transmissions.
4: Uh, Good morning, uh, morning. uh, Chairman and uh, members of the committee. Thank you for letting us uh, just briefly speak this morning. And uh, the Uniform uh, Real Property Electronic Recording Act, was adopted back in 2007, and the governor put together an electronic recording committee, and the Secretary of State, we were tasked with drafting these original regulations, which are now 10 years old. And I have with me a member of the original recording committee, and this is a, an amendment that's uh, very important to to, uh, to all the registers of Deeds, but I have Tim Nanny, the register of Deeds from Greenville County with me, who's the first register of Deeds in the state to actually e-record a document in South Carolina. He's e-recorded over half a million documents, and he works with the com- uh, SimpliFile, have Randy Johnston his simplifile company is the uh, provider of the system that many of the counties in the state that do e recording utilize and I also have with me Meredith Augustine air deputy counsel and just briefly um, after 10 years uh, at least we only have one amendment that we were bringing before the committee and that's something that uh, mr. Nanny and other registers of deeds feel very important uh, that's very important to have and that's to allow that transmittal sheet requirement rather than having a separate document having to have the data filled out or data separated uh, submitted separately you can do it through what's called XML and that transmission of all this information through XML data will put that information Much more quickly and simply into the e-recording system And there's no need to have that special requirement to fill out all that extra information on a transmission Transmittal sheet to submit electronically. So that is the only change
2: Good morning, Good morning. Um, so who is the beneficiary of being able to do this without, as you said, entering all that data on the different forms?
4: I think the benefit, it's, it goes both ways. I think it's not only the recorder, the uh, the person submitting it, but also the, uh, the, the the person that's submitting the documents to the registry of Deeds and who's actually recording it. But I think it's also very beneficial for the recorder as well because it makes it much more simple for that information to go straight into your system. And please correct me if that's not correct.
2: So and, do we get a commiserate reduction in Recording fees for the savings that come from that.
4: Uh, the the this is just a small part of the whole electronic recording process that's outlined in all these regulations, and this simply changes that requirement with that sim, uh, the the transmittal sheet rather than having the information completed separately. So it that doesn't affect the fees or any changes like that. It just merely helps both the, the transmitter, the person doing submitting that mortgage or deed to the the rest of deeds office, not have to complete fill in the data in a separate format. It's just the XML data. It just goes straight from the submission by the uh, submitter into the register of deeds, uh, their recording system. So it just streamlines, excuse me, streamlines the process and makes it a lot more simple that's it. But we're not changing anything else with the e-recording process in the state.
2: Well, the point is that if it saves everybody time and money, maybe we could reduce the fee in the process.
4: Well, That's not something that uh, I'm here. I I couldn't really address that today because that's not something that that we've looked at.
2: May I ask you a question? Um, How much time does it save?
3: Not a lot. For for us, Greenville has never required it because the way we read the code, it can be included in the XML, so we've never required it. Certain counties. So we're just trying to get clarification in the code or in the rules so that everybody's on the same page statewide. Most of the counties in the state don't require it now. It's not going to make a difference <clears throat> financially for one county or the other, but the, the, the counties that do require it, it will help them be able to start accepting documents electronically without the cover sheet. Right. All right. So
2: Mr. Mr. All right, Mr. Uh, that's good. Mr. Chair, we'll take this up later. <laughs> so... I said we'll take this up later. I mean, we're not gonna get anywhere with reducing the fees today, so yeah, um, yeah. I don't I'm think gonna can't
4: reduce the fees. No, so yeah. this this was just uh, wanting to uh, get rid of that extra requirement for the transmittal sheet right, to facilitate right, right. The, the recording process. Okay, and, uh, thank yes, you, yes, sir. Thank you, thank you very much.
3: I just wanted to address his comment that last year this body passed legislation that, that created um, uniform recording fees. Which was a big step towards actually reducing overall fees, because what it does, instead of having uh, the charges be based on a 20-25 page mortgage, now you just pay one flat fee for the whole for the whole document. So, so that your concern was actually addressed in the last legislative session.
4: And I believe that was known as the Predictable Fees Bill. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah.
3: Thank,
4: you. Thank, you.
3: Thank you. Any other questions?
0: Okay. What's the name? She didn't say oh, you didn't sign it. Okay.
1: Staff report. This is a document that um, adds a new regulation, which provides for a process for the commission to electronically serve documents that are electronically filed
5: in their proceedings. Excuse me. Good morning, Mr. Chairman. My name is Jocelyn Boyd. I'm the chief clerk at the Public Service Commission. Thank you for allowing us to come and um, talk to you about regulation number 4879 regarding electronic service of documents that are e-filed and documents that are converted to um, an electronic filing with the commission. The commission already has authority through its um, statutes to electronically serve its commission orders. And um, it has been doing that for a couple of years. After the commission issues an order, the parties of record are Um, electronically served with the order and everybody worldwide can see when um, the representative of that party uh, actually accepted service so all that's documented in a transparent um, way on our docket management system it also gives the lawyers the opportunity to know um, basically how long other parties have to file for reconsideration or rehearing of a Commission's order so that's been in place for a couple of years We also have the authority to electronically serve our notices and pre-file testimony letters. So we don't have to, um, unless a party does not have an email, we don't have to use US mail to serve our notices. They are automatically served when our clerk's office completes the documents and so now we're back. Um, The Supreme Court has already initiated and implemented this process of e-serving documents that are filed through um, its system, and so we want to take our what we are already using, our current system, and and um, improving, not only for us but our stakeholders. Um, when our clerks office uh, employees check documents that are filed with us, they have to check for the certificate of service. Communicating solely with the Commission regarding a pending matter of course is ex parte So that's one of the steps that we have to make sure that everybody's been served prior to us um, processing the document What we're trying to do is is handle all of that up front now once the document is e-filed Let's say it's um, a motion that's been e-filed with the Commission our staff will check that document to make sure there's no personal identifying information in it, that it looks like it should be displayed on our public website, it's acceptable. And then we will then the commission will then serve all the, the representatives in that docket. That's basically overall what we're we're asking for the ability to do with this regulation.
2: Thank you uh, yes, for being here this morning. Jocelyn, when you say, you said service and serve and, yes, and all of that, could you explain to me, I'm not a lawyer, yes, so I don't know what that means and the legal obligation that that represents and all of that. Can you give me a, a brief, brief primer on that? Sure, yes,
5: sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I was gonna give you an example of something that you probably deal with, we all do, paying our taxes. So before you could probably be assessed certain fines or penalties, you would have to be notified um, of the fact that you owe money to the state or to um, your deficient in what you have paid in taxes. Um, The commission has to give notice to official notice and prove that it's given notice for its orders in order to later, for example, let's say the commission, I'll use myself as an example, says, Jocelyn, you have not, filed appropriate records with us and we want to revoke your certificate to move household goods for the public. So before they can do that though they have to show that I received adequate notice that I had sufficient notice that I should have filed those reports with them. Okay Um, we have to record that. We used to have big folders with green cards and prior to my being employed at the commission I'm sure there was some other way certified green cards. That was the traditional way of tracking whether or not a party had been served and thereafter being able to take action against that party later Instead of using when I say service since since we as a uh, an agency before we can take any action Afterwards before we can find someone in default for not Appearing before a hearing you have to show that they were served you have to prove that they were served so this is this is just basically the electronic this is Making everything electronic versus keeping paper copies of that documentation. Okay. I appreciate it. Is that Thank okay?
2: you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. it.
0: do um, we entertain a motion? To move this document forty eight to the nine forward. Uh, so moved. Yes, second. We move a second and
5: Thank you so much, Mr. Chairman and many members.